Welcome to Wikipedia Radio. Wikipedia Radio is sponsored by Equipping the Persecuted. Equipping the Persecuted is a ministry that is based out in Nigeria. And of course, they go and they help out any way they can to the persecuted Christians over in Nigeria. They go and they, they put up alarm towers to alert when the persecutors come. They also are building orphanages and, and schools. They're going and, and doing medical uh coming in with medical help, all kinds of stuff. And you can find out more at equippingthepersecuted.org. Once again, that's equippingthepersecuted.org. I'm your host, Pastor Sam, and joined with me today is Kyle Witt. How are you doing, Kyle? I'm doing pretty good today, Sam. I'm excited for the conversation that we get a chance to have today, uh, a beautiful interview that we're going to get to do. Uh, But I'll let you go ahead and intro that. Yeah, I'm really excited about this as well, because just, you know, just giving a little bit of a push for equipping the persecuted, the conversation that we're going to have is about those who are persecuted, but not in Nigeria Mm. today, but actually those who are being persecuted in the United States by the United States government, uh, specifically being arrested for going and proclaiming God's word. Um, And so it's 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 kind of creepy that we're we're going and we're seeing persecution even here. And of course, it all does come from the woke agenda and the woke narrative, this persecution that comes uh, against Christians. But but we don't want to just hear me talk about what we're going to talk about. We should probably jump into this interview. And I'm excited uh, to bring on uh, our our guest, who is Pastor Matt Truell, and he's the pastor over at Mercy Seat Church uh, over in Wisconsin. He, uh, you're also the uh, one of the founders of Missionaries to the Preborn, and of course, the author of um, The Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrate, just an incredible book. If you haven't read that book, you need to go and read that. Uh, but Pastor Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing really good, Sam. And thank you so much for having me on. Um, I consider it an honor. I know your faithfulness to Christ, and it's meant a lot to me over the years. So good to be here. Well, praise the Lord. And I, I'm just really privileged that you're able to come on and especially to speak to this issue. Uh, you've got I think a, a unique insight into the issue that we're going to talk about, both because of experience and uh, just from the knowledge of knowing these people, some of them who were arrested, uh, but also just the way that you li- you've lived your life and the way that your ministry goes and boldly speaks out. Um, but the the issue that that's happened is that it's up to now 21, mm-hmm. possibly 22 people who have been arrested uh, for interposing in front of abortion clinics and that's not the right way to say it, really. It's murder mills. Uh, that They've gone and interposed, and they've been arrested. Could, could you give us a little bit of an update uh, on this story and tell us kind of what, what's going on here in the United States? Sure. Yeah, well, we have a regime that's in charge over by the Potomac that is, you know, whose legitimacy is totally questionable. And, of course, they're using the time that they have the power reins in order to further destroy our nation via the federal government. And believe me, the federal government's been destroying this nation for decades already. Now it just seems to have taken it up a notch. Um, But they've decided to go after people um, who are their political enemies. Even, you know, a past sitting president has home raided by the FBI via the Justice Department. So the FBI has arrested all these Christians who simply interposed at the doors of the abortion clinic nonviolently, um, peacefully, 
putting themselves in between the abortionist and the preborn child in order to protect their life. And just so your listeners understand what interposition is, interposition is simply where you stand in the gap and place yourself mm -hmm. in between the oppressor and his intended victim. And that can be done either verbally or physically or both together. And so what these people did is they just simply sat down or stood wow. in front of the door of the death camp in order mm -hmm. to keep the children from being killed and then pled with the mothers not to kill their children. And for that, they're looking at 11 years in federal prison, $250,000 fine. Now, first they arrested a group of nine people back in this last March for something they had done a year earlier. Those people wow. were arrested out on the East Coast. Then they had um, 11 more people arrested earlier this month. And those people had done an act of interposition for the pre-born in Tennessee a year and a half earlier, March of 2021. Um, and now the first group has had just this past week, a 10th person added onto their group who's been indicted by the Department of Justice also. So the federal government is coming after these uh, Christians who've interposed at the doors of the death camp simply to show love to their neighbor. Um, and that is their motivation. If they were in the preborn child's position, they want to love their neighbor as themselves. They would hope someone would intervene for them. So they intervene for the preborn child. And if um, they were a mother about to do something that they would regret, um, they would hope someone would try to tell them, no, don't do that. And so their love for the mother also motivates them to inter intervene or interpose on behalf of the preborn in order to see that this murder doesn't take place. Yeah. Now, I mean, th there are so many questions that kind of pops into my mind while while listening uh, to to you give this just these simple accounts, and, and I mean it's it, it's wild, just absolutely wild and mind blowing that this is happening, and of course that it's happening in the United States is mind blowing. But one of the places you said that it's happening is for interposing in Tennessee yeah. uh, a year ago. Now, if, if I'm not mistaken, abortion isn't happening in Tennessee today; it's right. completely done and over with. And so they're kind of retroactively going back. I mean, it's yeah. it, th this seems like it's uh, it's vengeance that is the motivation here. It's vindictive, and it's like they want their pound of flesh. This is something they did in Tennessee a year and a half ago, and here's the federal government coming to arrest them for something they did in Tennessee, where abortion's illegal now. There are no right. there are no death camps left in the state of Tennessee. So you're exactly right. They're going back, being vindictive, wanting to get their pound of flesh, trying to let their voter base know, yeah, we'll pound into the ground anyone who mm -hmm. doesn't agree with our position on abortion. That's what they're doing. And when you read the things that people write when there's news stories about these 11 people, the evil things people say, how they're they would like to do more to them than just put them in federal prison for 11 years. It's yeah. a grievous to see the state of our nation and the evil and wickedness yeah. that's there.
Yeah, absolutely. And, and the thing that's mind blowing too, is that all they were doing is standing in the way that they, they didn't fight back. They, nope. they didn't, uh, you know, throw punches. They didn't go and, and bear arms against these people. All they did was they stood there or sat there. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we have a two minute video that we just released. We have a, a defy tyrants channel. And, um, our main one is at rumble rumble.com. You can see, just type in defy tyrants. You'll go to our channel. And our latest one is about these 11 people. Um, and there's plenty of other ones. All these are all one to five minute videos that people can watch and they're excellent. Mm -hmm. Um, but in this latest one, that's two minutes long, we have a link to a 17 minute um, discussion that Tucker Carlson gave. He, like, he's the one redeeming value of Fox News left. Um, and Tucker did a fantastic job of just contextualizing the situation and giving details and showing actual footage of what these people right. did that day that the federal government is charging them for. So yeah, just go to rumble.com and type in Defy Tyrants so you can check it out. It's also, we have our website, defytyrants.com. Right, and I mean, uh, you're, you're exactly right. Fox News is, is spelled differently than, than what uh, it really is for the most part today, but Tucker, Tucker does seem to be the one redeeming factor there. Yep. Uh, and I, I really do appreciate that, that he went and he said this, because it's not, it's not popular. Uh, amongst those who are in power today. Uh, and so it's, it's very good that he's going out and, and speaking out uh, the truth, especially on this issue, which is uh, even in the Republican party, um, it, they don't seem to care that much about our preborn neighbors either. No. And no. so uh, this is, uh, you know, this is good that he's speaking out. You, you've used this word quite a bit. And I think it'd be really important uh, for people to, uh, understand what this word means. And of course, since, you know, you've got defytyrants.com, which everybody needs to go there, defytyrants.com. And I would encourage you to uh, buy both the Magdeburg Confession there and the Doctrine of Lesser Magistrate. Uh, check those books out. You know, one of the things I love about them is that they're not long books, but they are yeah. just powerfully packed uh, mm -hmm. with truth. And so you need to go and check them out. Uh, the Doctrine of Lesser Magistrate and the Magdeburg Confession at defytyrants.com. But, but Pastor Matt, what is a tyrant? What is a tyrant? Yeah. Well, a tyrant, according to John of Salisbury, which everyone should read, he wrote his monumental work called Polycraticus in 1159 AD. You can still purchase this work today. It is phenomenal. It's not political theory. It was political reality. And he defined a tyrant as someone who made law contrary to the law and word of God. That is a tyrant. Um, by the law and word of God, we learn what is right, what is wrong, what is good, what Amen. is bad, what is just, what is unjust. Um, yeah. If you remove that objective standard, the law and word of God, then men are free to redefine what justice is, to redefine mm -hmm. what love is. And they do it in the most perverse way. I mean, if yeah. you divorce the ethic of love from scripture, then you can justify anything even something as crazy as two men or two women marrying each other. So it's mm -hmm. extremely important for people to understand just how important what I just said was that a tyrant is someone who makes law policy court opinion, contrary to the law or word of God. 
Wow. You know, I don't think you can define it better than that. Uh, that, That is exactly what a tyrant is. And we do see justice and love completely perverted uh, in our society today because we've lost that meaning of what a tyrant is. And then we've lost what we should do in the face of a tyrant. And one of the things that we should do is we should interpose uh, just as is what these men and uh, women did outside of the the murder mills is that they went and they interposed. They sat down in front of I don't know if it was a Planned Parenthood, but it's probably a Planned Parenthood or something like that. They they sat down and they interposed. They shook their fist, uh, not not literally, but they were going and shaking their fist towards the tyrant, saying, "We will obey God rather than man, and we will stand for His justice, and we will love our neighbor because we love God." That's exactly right. And those are the two times, like, we're the best of citizens, us Christians. We obey Mm -hmm. for everything, except when they make law, policy, or court opinion that's contrary to the law and word of God, or where they exceed the authority of their limits, because both the scripture limits their authority, and we live in America, our constitution, the state you live in, the state constitution, those things are pillared to limit the authority, their, their authority is not limitless. And a lot of people think it is. And the reason they think it is, is because we live in a statist hell. And so they think the state can do anything it wants. It cannot. Yeah. And Christian mm-hmm. men came up against these evils throughout the history of Christianity. And when they were pillaring good government, they wanted this to be understood that the civil authorities have limits. And when they go outside those limits, the lesser authorities are to say, no, you've surpassed your limits. That gives the superior authority opportunity to repent, reminds them that their authority does have limits. And also it provides opportunity where um, you're able to check or stop the evil in society being promulgated by civil government. Because our love is to and allegiance is to Christ first, we're willing to obey him ahead of the state and to take on the suffering that's dished out upon us. This is the history of Christianity. And that's exactly yeah. what these people are doing right now. They are suffering at the hands of the state for simply showing love to their neighbor as Christ commands us to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now I have a, I have a question or not necessarily a question, but I want some clarification on something. Not for my sake, but because I know a lot of people listening to this probably don't have the full context of the story and are trying to piece some things together and are probably dealing with with certain questions in their mind. Now, I'm not talking to some about someone who disagrees. I'm talking about someone who is a conservative Orthodox Christian and is trying to grasp some of these concepts Mm. because... They were by by man's law, by the law of the you know the state, they were trespassing. So, doesn't that mean they were doing something wrong? And how does that go with uh, you know fit in with everything? Can you help sure. break that down so the audience has yeah. a grasp uh, on things? Yeah, American jurisprudence has made it clear through the courts time and time again that when you violate a lesser law and to prevent, in order to prevent a greater evil from happening, like you see that a child 
is drowning in the pool in the yard. Okay. So you leap over the fence, you trespass, you go and you rescue the child from drowning in the pool. No one should be charged for trespassing because they were doing the needed good. <laughs> so when it comes to the murder of the preborn, what these people are doing is saying they're about to murder someone and they are. And so they're taking action in order to keep them from being killed. Um, so yeah, they shouldn't be charged with trespass. They shouldn't be charged with disorderly conduct or the FACE Act, you know, or any of these other things that the, the governments have pillared or used in order to um, bludgeon or um, attack those who have interposed on behalf of the preborn. I hope that helps. Right. No, that definitely is very useful. Yeah, and I think that's a that's really important for people to think through because, of course, this is a lot of times what gets thrown out um, towards people is, hey, they're but they're trespassing, mm -hmm. and you never hear people say, yeah, but they're murdering babies, right? And it, it, you know, it's it's like there seems to be a disconnect there of understanding of exactly what's happening here, uh, because people who even would say, I'm I'm pro life, I'm I'm against the murder of babies. They stop and sometimes they, they get caught up uh, through, you know, whatever it might be, uh, people but lies, really. And then they go and say, well, but they're trespassing and they don't realize that, wait, there's something bigger that's going on here. But yep. one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on, Pastor Matt, about uh, to talk about this issue specifically is because you have experience, maybe not being uh, arrested by the FBI and facing 11 years in, in federal prison, but you've been arrested several times and spent several months in jail uh, for going and interposing for the preborn. And th there's a couple of things I want to ask you. One, what is it like to go through that process? But the second thing is, um, is, is it worth it in your opinion? Yeah. yeah, well, I was arrested, you know, nearly 100 times, and I spent about 16 months in American jails and other lockup facilities, houses of correction, that type of thing. Um, and when you're in there, um, it's a time of ministry. The way I look at it is you're in Christ's hands, whether you're free or bond. And mm -hmm. so the only downside of being in jail is being separated from your family, really. And um, every once in a while, you'd like to have a deeper intellectual conversation, perhaps. Also, other than that, it's just a great time of ministry. Um, you have Bible studies with the other inmates. Um, they put you on the phone with their family, um, with their spouses, girlfriends, because <laughs> they have all these conflicts. And here's a minute. And they respect you, immediately respect you when they hear what you're in jail for. Because mm -hmm. they've all experienced, you know, phony ministers. And so when they right. see a minister in jail for interposing for a preborn child like that, um, you have instant cred with the inmates. And I could tell you a ton of great, great stories about all that. Um, so as things get worse and worse in our country, um, it's going to become easier and easier to find yourself in a situation where you yourself could end up in jail. Um, mm -hmm. Understand that's going to be the case. It's going to become easier and easier. So when you see evil, you should want to confront it. And yeah. when you confront it, it causes the 
tyrant to have to come out of his lair and bear his fangs. Okay. If everybody just goes along with the evil, then it isn't noticed by the people. It's only if people stand up against the evil and the tyrant has to bear his fangs and attack those who stand up against the evil that people begin to realize it for the evil that it is. Mm-hmm. If, if you, if you um, don't stand against the evil, what takes place is um, the tyrant has the convenience of building the next plank of their tyranny. <laughs> and they've right. been doing that in America for a long time now. Um mm-hmm because then people don't as readily recognize it for the evil that it is because everyone's going, everyone's conforming, everyone's blithely complying while this great evil is going on in land. So understand what these people did is huge and um, extremely Christian and important to do. When you look at the history of Christianity, you see so many churchmen um, who took action on behalf of others who were being mistreated. Um, you can go all the way back to Ambrose. And he actually tore down the high place outside, I forget what city he was the bishop at, outside the city where he was um, a churchman. And that was against the law to do. First, they were right. rescuing these babies because... We now live in a matriarchal hell. Back then it was a patriarchal hell where the father could decide whether the child lives or dies. And so if the father rejected the child, they were put on this infanticide wall and they would Mm -hmm. either die from exposure or they would be eaten by wild animals. And it was actually um, Ambrose and other of his church members would against the law, this is a violation of law, would go and rescue those infant children off the infanticide wall. And then finally, yeah. one day, they just went down and knocked the thing down. Um, so this is the history of Christianity, that we don't stand by while people are being mistreated, that we mm-hmm. take action to intervene on their behalf. And I could give you oh, a ton yeah. of stories. Oh, I, I mean, that's something shockingly important and shockingly lacking in modern Christianity is... Look at the history. Yeah. Uh, right. I mean, we ended abortion and infanticide once. Yeah. We ended slavery twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and if you go back and you read the early church fathers discussing uh, their letters about abortion and infanticide <laughs> in Rome, I mean, mm-hmm. one, it's just as gross as it is, as it is today. Yeah. It's not something what we're facing is not something new. That's what yeah. people need to understand. But two, the intensity with with which they went after it, and it was not channeled to one avenue, like, oh, we're just gonna pray for it, or oh, we're just gonna no, no, no. They were using every tool they had, and like you said, up to and including violating the government's laws mm-hmm. to save lives. Yeah. Right. That's Christianity. That no. that is biblical Christianity, as opposed to woke Christianity. Right. Well said. Absolutely. Now, Pastor Matt, how can we? We've just got a couple minutes here. How can we help those who uh, have been arrested here? How how can we help them? What can we do for them? 
Yeah, I've asked a number of them that myself. And the number one thing they all say is pray. Mm -hmm. um, because there isn't much else to do besides that, at least at this time. And mm -hmm. um, so pray that, um, you know, these charges will be dismissed. Pray that, um, yeah, just pray for them and pray for their families. You know, these are good people. Um, right. Some of them, you know, you look at Eva Edel, 87 years old, and I've been arrested with her in the past for interposing at the doors of abortion clinics. She was actually in a death camp in Yugoslavia and wow. lived through wow. it. And when she came here to America and then abortion became legal, she has spoken out against it and acted against it again. She's one of the 11 people. These are people she's who love Christ. She's 87 years old. Yes. Yeah. So, so I don't say this with any hyperbole. The FBI is literally arresting great grandmas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. Church women. That's right. That's uh, when you juxtaposition that with how all the violence that went on in 2021 and how it was treated with kid gloves and how the people there almost uniformly, not everyone, got a laughable sentence. The few who were actually taken to court with what they're doing here. The evil is um, so immense. I'm t pardon me, 2020 I'm talking about, not 2021. Yeah. Um, yeah. The evil is so noticeable. Um, and again, these people are taking upon the suffering of the state. We need to remember them in prayer. And perhaps in the days ahead, there will be other things we're able to do on their behalf also. Right. Yeah. And the the verse that comes to my mind is, woe to those who call good evil and evil good. And that's what our, our nation is doing today. And it is just absolutely uh, a travesty uh, of justice, what the FBI has done here. And we need to be going and in, in calling our political leaders to repent. Mm -hmm. We need to be going and calling those who are standing um, – on the side of evil to repent because ultimately yeah. the only thing that is going to save our nation is repentance. Yeah. Uh, thank yep. you yep. so much for coming on and joining us today, Pastor Matt. And uh, where, where can people find, um, find you on social media? I'm sure that you probably spend a little bit of time in Facebook jail, um, yeah, but where, where can people find you on social media and, and where would you direct them to? Oh, they can find me at Gab. They can also still find me from time to time at Facebook. Um, I do have sermons um, posted at sermonaudio.com. And regarding the matter of Christian involvement with civil government affairs, I would point them to my sermons because I'm an expositional preacher. I go through a book verse by verse. Um, mm -hmm. My sermons on Micah and my sermons on Acts, um, I think and I hope and I pray that they'll be a great encouragement to you. Um, they are wholly opposite of what most churchmen have pillared regarding civil government matters and the Christian's duty in that regard. All right. So go there. And of course, also visit defytyrants.com. Uh, mm -hmm. If anything else, just because you need one of those sweatshirts and t-shirts that they have <laughs> at defytyrants.com, I need to be wearing those. Those are really fun to wear in 2020. It made people very uncomfortable. Yep. Uh, so I, I enjoy wearing mine, <laughs> you know, wherever I can. Uh, but you need to go to defytyrants.com, all kinds of great resources there. 
And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Remember, equipping or excuse me, uh, Wikipedia Radio is sponsored by Equipping the Persecuted. And remember to contact us. What's our email that we need to send people to? Kyle? Email is contactwokipedia at gmail.com. Again, contactwokipedia at gmail.com. And if you're interested in sponsoring uh, Wikipedia or you have a worthwhile ministry that you think we would like to highlight that's fighting against wokeness, you can email us at wokipediamedia at gmail.com. Again, wokipediamedia at gmail.com. All right, everyone, go ahead and email us and keep standing for the truth.